Welcome to Cold Water Hot Coffee, disciplines for starting your day with clarity and purpose. I'm Nate Scharf. I'm your host. If you've been looking for ways to get inspired, if you've been looking for a way to get your head off your pillow in the morning without groaning, if you question why you're here or what you're doing or how you ended up with the life you're living, you've come to the right place. This podcast exists to invigorate your mood and clarify your mission. Welcome to Cold Water Hot Coffee, a cold slap start to your day to get you awake and alive. Welcome to Cold Water Hot Coffee. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Nate Sharp. Coming back from a brief hiatus from recording. Took a couple months off to take care of health. Happy to report that I'm here and well and super excited to be back recording for you all. So I decided to title these next series of recordings, The Solitude Chronicles. Solitude. Not the Lonely Chronicles, the Solitude Chronicle. In Jay Shady's book, The Eight Rules of Love, he does an excellent job of talking about the difference between loneliness and solitude. And I'm saying this because I made the conscious decision to sell my home in March of this year and buy a new home out a little further away in Escondido, California, where I could get a little more space and a little more quiet have an open trail system where I could run and just spend a lot more time being by myself and being quiet. And I found the wonderful blessing of solitude. Solitude, which is a choice and it's healing versus loneliness, which we see as something that is kind of a penance. And in Shady's book, The Eight Rules of Love, he has this wonderful line in talking about if you feel lonely when you're by yourself, then you may not like the company that you're with. And I think that's really true. And I think there's great value in spending time alone and kind of resetting your priorities and understanding your life mission. So this episode is going to talk about the power of grit. Since people have been asking, I'll give you a quick update on my health. As I've mentioned in a few episodes back, I was dealing with a cancer battle at the beginning of the year. I had bladder cancer related to some genetics that I have. And I went through two surgeries and I went through 12 treatments of chemo. I didn't lose my hair, so that was nice. And I'm now on the other side of all of that. I think I'd mentioned in a prior episode that I still don't know the final outcome of my health and my longevity. And that's still the case, but I get routine checkups. So far, everything's good. And I'm proceeding as such. That's all I need. And there's a wonderful thing behind letting unanswered things be unanswered sometimes and just moving forward. Let's talk about grit. I think it's interesting that there's two very different definitions of grit in the dictionary. One says, a small loose particle of stone or sand. And the other definition is courage and resolve, strength of character. But I think that first definition is part of what we all think of when we think of grit, meaning it's uncomfortable, it's hard, you got to grit your teeth and clench, and it's difficult and it's tough. But the psychological definition 
of grit is a positive non-cognitive trait based on an individual's perseverance of effort combined with the passion for a particular long-term goal or end state. And pardon me for citing Wikipedia for that definition. Let's see, Angela Duxworth defines grit as sticking with your future day in, day out, and not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years. I think these definitions resonate a lot with our American ideals and our Puritan work ethic, but I'd like to replace those with a different definition of grit. And the definition I'm going to use is about self-love, love for yourself. And I'm going to give an example. After I finished my work today and I shut my laptop down, I was pretty tired. I've gone through 12 weeks of chemo, still coming out the back end of that, been working through all of it. I moved. I was finding myself pretty damn fatigued from all of the effort. And so I just wanted to lay down. But it was not even four o'clock in the day. And I found this voice welling up inside of me saying, you get out there and you run, mofo. And I'm not going to use all the words that I use for myself. But they weren't very kind. They were kicking my ass kind of language, and they really weren't very loving. And I started lacing up my shoes, kind of grimacing. Oh, I'm in the grip mode now, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to run. It doesn't matter how you feel. You're going to feel better after you run. Get out there. Get it done. Tick the box. And then I stopped, and I asked myself, like, whose voice is this? Is this a friend's voice, or is this a critic? Why are you talking to yourself? In this way. This doesn't feel very loving. And so I sat down. I stopped lacing up my shoes and I just got quiet and still for a little bit, closed my eyes, did some breathing, and reframed my day. If you want to lay down and you're tired, you can lay down anytime you please. This is your house. You live here by yourself and you've earned the right to spend your day as you wish. But then I thought about, you know, I'd like to get outside now that I've done my work. I like to get some fresh air. This is kind of the coyote hour. I might see some coyotes out there, which I always love. And I'd like to get some sunlight on my face, which is good for my serotonin levels. You know, I care about myself and I, I love myself enough and I've done my work. So I don't need to move on to the next tick the box thing. How about an act of self-care and an act of self-love? So I changed my dialogue with myself and I found myself looking forward to going outside and I was going to enjoy nature and maybe a run would break out in the process, but it was all grounded in self-love. And so for me, the definition that I would like to use, and I don't always win on this, sometimes I'm still hard on myself, is that grit is a devotional discipline of self-love and self-care. Grit is about caring about yourself enough and having enough respect for yourself that you show up for the things and the people that make you feel good and that make you feel healthy and vibrant and being able to say no to the things that deplete us. To me, that's a definition of grit that I can stand by. And let me tell you, there's plenty of content out there about grit. Like I said, grit resonates. Certainly, 
you know, with those who identify with masculine identities, there's plenty of podcasts and books all about grit. And I've flipped through some of these and looked at it, and none of the images seem particularly joyful. <laughs> grit for me is about self-love. So how do we maintain grit, self-love, when we're not feeling up to it, when we're just worn out, when our feelings have us down, when our energy level is low, what can we tap into? Now, as I mentioned earlier, I'm in a solitude mode right now. I still spend time with my friends. It's intentional. It's limited. I make those appointments with friends to go for a run, go for a surf, or even just have a cup of coffee. And it's intentional. It's intentional, but for me right now, it's, it's limited because I'm really enjoying my solitude. So one way that we can show up for ourselves is to show up for other people and have that important community connection. For me, at this current point in my life, as I focus on healing and recovery, I, I know that my community is there, but I find that for me, a lot of time spent connecting and in community with others and those conversations, which are always rewarding and I love my friends, but sometimes they're a distraction. Sometimes I really need to sit with myself. Sometimes I need to just sit and breathe in the quiet, feel my body, feel whatever is going on for me, let my feelings come in. So I think there's great value in that piece, hence our title of the Solitude Chronicles. But how that relates to grit is sitting in that stillness and letting those feelings come forward. And for me, I've had plenty of feelings of loneliness and even despair, worried about my health worried about my future. But if I sit there long enough, they tend to fade away. And even if they don't, I put a time limit on how long I let those feelings wash over me. Definitely let them come in, feel them, understand where they're coming from, but don't let it identify the rest of my day. Don't let it take a grip on me. And so I think another version of grit for me is moving forward regardless of how I feel in the present moment. It's not about denial of feelings. It's about my feelings are secondary to my devotional discipline to myself and my self-love. And I found that most of the time I can just move forward with a morning run or a cold shower to start my day and some strong imagery on my vision and the people and things that I love and the things that I'm going to be grateful to work on that day. And if I can really focus on those things with intense, joyful, and loving focus, whatever I'm feeling physically or mentally, it just fades away. And I think that's a wonderful testament to the power of our thinking. And I know that sounds somewhat trite when there's times when we're gripped in deep depression or deep anxiety. And I understand that. And I've dealt with both. But there is great value in choosing a higher vibration. For me, the vibration that gets me out of my funks is always a focus on love. So no matter how low I'm feeling on any particular day, no matter how rocky the start is to my day, love and focusing on love, who I'm going to connect with, 
what I'm going to get to work on, my gratitude for my place in life and the things that I get to do, those positive thoughts grounded in love, they ramp me out every single time, every single time. Better than anything I can ingest and put in my body or even read, those thoughts have great power. Our minds have great power. Our minds can lead our body and our bodies can lead our mind. Some people use mantras. Some people listen to music. Some people wake up and read inspiring quotes. I'm going to give you a fourth option. And I'm a visual person. So this works well for me. Take it as one of your options. I visualize people in my life. I love to visualize faces. And that can even include people who aren't here anymore. That can in, uh, include uh, ascended masters who I've appreciated their work and read their work and found it enlightening. I have a picture of that person. So it doesn't have to be a present-day person, although I prefer present-day people. And I will focus on that person's face, and I will think about how much I appreciate and love that person. And it does not have to be a direct family connection. I've done this with students that I've interacted with in my classes who come to me in a vulnerable moment and talk about challenges they have in their life. And we have uh, these meaningful conversations and I can walk away feeling like I've really helped this person. It could be just a cashier when I'm getting my groceries who had a funny quip in the checkout line and like, you know what? That person, despite everything they have going on in their hard day, they found a way to rise up above it and have some humor and lightness in their day. I love that person. Insert whatever their name tag name is there. It's boundless on the people that you can think about in a loving and joyful way. And then I move quickly from seeing those faces, loving those people to gratitudes, gratitudes for those people. And again, they don't have to be directly in my life. They can be indirectly in my life. I don't think it really matters from a mind standpoint. Your mind can love whether that person is present in your life, whether they are direct in your life or not. I think it still works from a brain chemistry standpoint. And I'm no scientist. All I can tell you is that it works. So think about some ways you can build more grit into your life. And how can you do it without clenching your jaw, without furrowing your brow, without tightening your fists? Think about how your grit practice can be about a devotional discipline of self-love. Think about how your grit practice can be moving forward regardless of how you feel physically or mentally and moving forward with a relentless focus on love of others and joy for having those people in your life and gratitude for the gifts of all of those people. So let's practice this. I've done earlier episodes where I talk about setting the table for the next day. And at the end of your day, when you're lying in bed and hopefully you're going to bed at a nice, decent hour, not using technology, we're not watching screens, which are going to mess up your circadian rhythm by having light on your eyeballs late in the day. So you're going to bed in a reasonable hour. You've got one hand on your heart, another on your stomach, and you're doing some quiet, relaxed breathing. You're shutting your eyes. You're slowing your breathing down. Just breathe in and out with a nice, slow, 
box breathing. Don't fall asleep yet. But in that slow, semi-conscious state, before you do slip off to sleep, you set the table for the next day. You think about the people that you love, you see their faces, you do that devotional discipline. How am I going to start my day in a self-care and self-loving way? And then, my friends, when that morning comes and you're tired and you don't want to, you've got the grit and that grit is founded in love. And you know that when you get up and you show up for yourself and for the people that you love, you are unstoppable. Your negative mind and body emotions and feelings don't matter because there's just too much good stuff to get your head off the pillow and get you going. Devotional discipline to self-love and the love of others. I want to thank you all for the many well wishes I had regarding my recovery. I'll keep you posted on it. Frankly, it's not something that occupies too much of my time. I'll talk about other things I've learned from that journey in subsequent episodes, like how to leave your body in times of extreme suffering. And I appreciate all the love and support that I received. Thank you for listening. I hope you go forward with love and joy. Take care.